Hey, Clarinet listeners, welcome back to the Clarinet Podcast. In today's episode, I just want to start off with a little bit of a special announcement. Uh, I did debate doing a special episode just for this, but it's really only going to take me a couple minutes to talk about. So please just hear me out for the first couple minutes of the episode today, and I promise you do not want to skip this message. First of all, this is going to be the first ever Clarinet Listener Appreciation Month. I've never done this before, but I had the idea of sort of a creative way to get out a bunch of shorter episodes I've been meaning to do for a while, including listener lightning rounds, as well as some solo episodes that I've wanted to put out, such as my five favorite apps, for example. Um, the second thing is there's a really Really exciting music business summit, which is the focus of today's episode. I have the creator of that summit to talk to for about 30 minutes here. You're really going to enjoy that. Um, but I'm putting on a session about price psychology and how musicians can use that in their music business. And this is some free content you can check out. And you can actually check out the other 23 pieces of content that will be airing over the session for free as well. So that's the second thing I'd like to add to Clarinet Listener Appreciation Month. The third thing is if you've been following on YouTube, you'll know there was a surprise giveaway plan, but you'll also know that due to the pandemic, I never really got the YouTube channel going how I was hoping to, but I really want to give away this prize. And so does the sponsor of this prize. They think that it's time to give it away. So I'm going to announce what it is right now and also maybe do an unboxing on YouTube you can check out. But the prize is a Bakun Protégé in Coco Bolo Gold, which is my favorite look. I think it just looks stunning. Sounds amazing. This prize is worth $3,399 US dollars. And I'm super thankful to Bakun for supporting the Clarinet podcast with this amazing prize. If you'd like a chance to enter to win this prize, you can head to clarinet.com slash enter and you can actually get some bonus entries by signing up to take part in the music summit that's the focus of today's episode. Um, if for some reason you don't want to enter to win that prize at clarinet.com slash enter, um, you can also just check out the music summit in today's episode by itself at clarinet.com slash music summit. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who makes the show possible simply by listening. This is a month for you. This is going to be all a bunch of content just for listeners and by listeners even. Um, but also especially thank you to those on Patreon who support the show week to week, all 70 two of you. Uh, really helps make the show possible, allowed me to upgrade the microphone and some other equipment this year. I'm always investing back into the podcast and trying to take it to the next level. So this month is about you and this prize is about you. And thank you so much for taking the Clarinet podcast to really amazing levels. I had no idea when I started this five or six years ago that it would get to this point. And uh, I'm really, really blown away and thankful for all the support and appreciation from the worldwide clarinet audience. So stop what you're doing right now, pause this episode, head to clarinet clarinet.com slash enter and also check out the music summit at clarinet.com slash music summit and I hope you enjoy today's episode with Garrett Hope. People need music right now more than ever but we have to find a way to deliver it that is going to not just give them what they want but support us in our work too. Hi, I'm Sean Perrin, and you're listening to episode 148 of the Clarinet Podcast, the show for clarinetists. In today's episode of the show, I'm joined by Garrett Hope for the third time actually on the show, as he shares information on how to attend his free music business summit, which is taking place tomorrow, January 7th through 9th, 2021. His goal was to have 21 presentations by 21 presenters in 2021, and he actually exceeded this goal and ended up having 24 presenters and topics. We discussed some of the featured 
featured presenters and what they're going to be talking about, creating your own opportunities, and how to move forward as musicians after this ongoing situation, which just seems like it's never going to end. I want to thank our 72 Patreon backers for helping make the show possible. If you'd like ad-free versions and extended versions sometimes of episodes just like this one, you can become a patron of the Clarinet Podcast today for as little as $10 per year. That's right, less than $1 per month at clarinet.com slash subscribe. Also, thank you, of course, to our sponsors. You can take your playing to the next level with Bakun Musical Services. With 14-day trials, free shipping on eligible orders, and expert advice, you can be sure you're making the best choice for your musical needs. For Canadian customers, be sure to check out the new store in Canadian dollars. And for all of you listening, you can get 10% off any purchase now at the Bakun online store with code Clarinet at checkout. That's code Clarinet at bakunmusical.com. Imagine a read that lets you focus on your music, lasts for months instead of days, and even saves you money in the long run. It's all possible with Leger Reads, the world's leading synthetic read brand made right here in Canada. The European cut read is preferred by Leger artists all over the world, including Eddie Daniels, David Schifrin, Corrado Giuffredi, and many others. It offers a warm, clean sound with great ease of articulation, and is now available for E-flat, B-flat, and bass clarinet. Learn more at your local music store or at Legere.com. That's L-E-G-E-R-E.com. You can also support the podcast now by trying out Audible, and you can do this at Clarinet.com slash Audible. That's all for now. Enjoy the show. So tell me all about this music business summit and why clarinet players or musicians in general might want to take part in this. Oh, I'm so excited about this. The journey to create this summit really started over the summer because I was really concerned for all of my musician colleagues. I mean, personally, I had multiple performances canceled. I, uh, I'm a composer and primarily, and I had multiple premieres just didn't happen. And other performer musician friends had so many gigs canceled that they, they lost tens of thousands of dollars of income. And if you're a listener of my show at all, you know that part of my overriding philosophy is that we have to create multiple streams of income as musicians in the 21st century. And it, it, this pandemic has shown that so many of us were relying too much on a single source of income. And more than that, we weren't really thinking strategically business-wise. And so I was trying to create some resources for musicians so that they can take control and really up their business for the new year. So part of the tagline, what I'm selling it as is you write your own stimulus check for 2021. Now in America, at least, you know, bills have been passed and we're supposed to be getting another stimulus check here shortly. And we all look forward to that. But no matter how big it is, it's not enough to help us actually run our business as well. If we really want to make a difference in our communities with the people we serve, the students we teach, the music we make, we have to think like businesses. And for a lot of people, that is kind of a shocking thought because they focused on the art and the art is the ultimate goal. But in order to get the art out into the world, you have to know about marketing. You have to know how to fund yourself. You need to know how to run your business. So that's why I created this so that musicians of all types can learn strategies of branding and PR. They can learn about marketing. They can handle mindset issues. They can lay out a financial roadmap. They can learn about pricing structures and the value ladder and thinking like a business. 
Uh, I promised 21 teachers giving 21 high leverage strategies for 2021. And I think we ended up having 24 or 25 lessons plus four live panels. So Sean, it's going to be immense. The value that we're putting out in the world and it's free. Can you believe that? So you can just come and, and you can get the tools you need so that you can get your 2021 off to the right start. That's amazing. I can't believe the level of effort you put into this and also the extremely large panel of guests with really diverse offerings. I mean, I'm thrilled to have been invited. I'm going to be talking about price psychology, um, but that's just one of the many, many things in there. So would you want to tell me maybe about three or four or maybe five of the, the sort of best sessions that you think clarinetists are just going to love? Oh, gosh. <laughs> just to pick three or four. This is a hard task, Sean. Maybe 15 well, or 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll go through them all. So thinking about clarinetists, your price structure, price psychology talk is going to be really valuable because a lot of studio owners and people who teach privately, they think in terms of one set price or one set offering. That's going to rock their world, right? Like how to think about your offers in a new way. Um, my talk, not to toot my own horn too much, pun intended, is about the value ladder and thinking through all the offers you make, even for a studio teacher or a performer. We actually offer different things to different people at different times. And it's about scaling that relationship and going from low value, low price offers up to our highest value, high price offers. How do you structure that ladder? How do you then scale the relationship with the clients and your students up? Um, so those are two things. Then there's also going to be a panel on music education. Eric Branner, who co-founded Fonz, which is a software tool that manages scheduling and payment and a whole bunch of other things for studio owners, will be on this panel plus a, a few other educators. And we'll be discussing, like, do you have to go to school for this to build a successful studio or to be a successful performer? Do you actually have to get that university degree right now. Arthur Brewer is going to be talking through website essentials. What is it that you really need to make your website functional so people can find you, that they can hire you? One more that I think is going to be really interesting is Jason Heath, who has also been on your show, another great podcaster. He has been investing heavily into growing his YouTube audience. Um, and I know a lot of us as performers and even composers and teachers that YouTube is a great way to reach a wide variety of people. And so he'll be teaching about upping your business game using video. What tools do you need? How do you do it? How do you do it right? The ins and outs. And, and that's just a, like, I think I chose four things to talk about. We could go on and on and on, but those are some highlights that I think are going to be extremely valuable. I love that. You know, I've got to tune into Jason's session because not only do I love everything that he puts together, but he's doing a really great job of his YouTube. And it's uh, it's kind of ironic because I put out a podcast episode last year called How to Make 2020 Your Best Year Yet. And I feel like I cursed everything. <laughs> was, some of my goals were like to to improve my YouTube presence, which unfortunately didn't happen because for me, actually, things got a lot busier throughout this whole situation, unfortunately. Um, I'm hoping things will kind of stabilize here for the new year. But uh, just to read some other titles here, we've got Turning Ideas into Realities, Being a Business Person as Well as a Musician, Healthy Finances Equals Healthy Business. And, you know, we don't learn all this stuff 
in music school, you know, some people in the past have, have said to me, you know, well, they appreciate that music university is still not considered to be like vocational training. It's it's more um, universities are more of a theoretical institutions, right? And they should stay that way. And okay, that's fine. But we should maybe still have what I would call R&D, like research and development into yourself to invest in for the year, whether that be a time commitment or a monetary commitment. Like you got to look into how to build yourself as a player, not only, but also as a business person and leverage what you know into a career. That's right. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in education. I have my doctorate. I've taught at multiple universities. And uh, I, I think it's important to go to school. However, we've done a disservice, especially to a lot of musicians, because we, we teach them how to do music well. But then they graduate and the expectation is, okay, go forth and get that orchestra gig or go forth and get that university teaching position. And these things are becoming harder and harder to get. And we don't equip the musicians for the hustle. How do you build an effective teaching studio? How do you fund your recordings? How do you release your recordings? How do you think like a business owner? That's where a lot of the failure is. And the education world is completely changing here too, not just because of COVID, but university funding is undergoing this massive change. Uh, when I was in my master's degree almost 20 years ago now, one of my mentors held this carrot in front of us saying to my colleagues and I that this is a great time to be in school because all the baby boomers are going to retire. But then you know what? 2008 recession hit and those baby boomers either didn't retire or colleges and universities dried up their funding and they uh, turned tenure track lines into adjunct lines. And so we've created this system where we're pumping out these highly qualified people and there's not enough jobs, whether it's in the orchestra or it's at the university. And we're not telling them how to actually use their skills and the art that they want to make in the world to make a difference. And I think learning your essential business skills, like coming to the summit, is a good step in the right direction. Well, you know, it's crazy too, because all these people are now, and by these people, I mean the baby boomers and those who would normally have retired around 65 in past generations, or even earlier, everyone's working later now. Work is seen less as kind of something you work to get away from and something more to like build a career around and a life around. And a lot of people quite happily work into their seventies, eighties. I mean, Stanley Drucker played in the New York Phil, I think until he was 90. Yeah. And why not? Why not? Yeah. But the unfortunate thing though, is um, that's wonderful that people are extending their careers, but what about the up and comers who now don't have an opportunity that would have existed in the previous generation? That's something else I believe strongly in is that we have to create our own opportunities. We do that through the people we know, and there's going to be a session on networking and how you serve your people and how you add value to the audience that you want to play for. Um, and you're, you're right, John. Those opportunities that existed 30, 50 years ago, they just, they're not there. So we have to make some new ones. And you have the power as a musician and the creativity to do that. You don't have to get permission from someone else and get a job create your own kind of new world of opportunities. And so people can tune into these sessions, but 24 is quite a few over the days. So what if people decide a few days after the conference ends that they want to tune in? Is there a way for them to do that? These sessions are stretched over three days. 
and with the panels as well. And the videos will be available for free for if you register for 48 hours. But after that, they're going away. So if you want lifetime access, which gives you access to the video, it gets you an MP3 audio of the presentation so you can listen to it while you're driving or working out just like you would Clarity podcast. And it gives you a transcript. So if you want to read the information, so whether you're auditory or a visual learner, we've got you covered. You can get all of that for lifetime access for $67, which I think is a pretty low cost for the value that's being provided. And this is an investment into your business. So this is also a business write-off for 2021. That's such a good point. And I often consider too, you know, things like a music lesson, one music lesson with a person with a well-qualified person can cost upwards of a hundred or $200 for, for an hour, you know, and it's one of those things that's so interesting is for digital content. People are often not as compelled to pay. I remember hearing an analogy one time where people they drink their $7 coffee and, you know, they don't want to pay one penny for the, <laughs> the podcast they're listening to or whatever it happens to be. Right. And it's kind of true. So definitely this kind of thing is a write-off. And uh, if you find that you are enjoying the content, you want to come back and, and touch in on some of the, uh, the concepts or even rewatch an episode, this might be a really great way to sort of expand almost like a masterclass, but focused on, on music, you know, masterclass.com, that whole philosophy. As musicians, we know that to truly master a skill, it takes repetition. I'm still practicing scale. <laughs> and so are you, right? Because we, there, there's no end to getting better. And learning the, the essentials of business is the same as learning a skill. So just watching to the, set, the session once is great. They're gonna, you're going to have lots of takeaways. You can take as many notes as you want. But coming back to it, rereading the content, watching it again, listening to it again. And then if you really want to make the difference, you have to take action. We get so busy, and I'm putting busy in air quotes with my hands right now, listening and reading, but not doing. So I want to encourage the people who register to actually move on the information that they're learning. And if you can apply just one concept that you're going to learn this weekend to your business, it'll have a radical effect on your 2021. Reminds me of one of my favorite quotes. I don't know who said it, but you are what you're becoming. And it's totally true because you know, you are, you are what you're working towards because tomorrow you'll be one step closer to that exact thing, right? So I want to invite everyone to take part in this. And this is Listener Appreciation Month on the podcast here. So we are talking about some things that are really listener focused and the are free tickets to the event if you tune in live while it's happening. So I think that's a huge perk for, for anyone interested in any of these topics. Um, if you are interested specifically in tuning into my presentation, it is January 7th, which is Thursday tomorrow by the time this episode airs and it is at 12 p.m eastern time so you can tune in and check that out there's a whole day of other great events booked which you of course will want to check out and see which ones you're interested in jason heath's time was 11 a.m on january 9th if you're interested in learning more about him you can check out the episode i did with him as well really great guy very high energy He's done amazing things in the base uh, content space and your session garrett is 7 p.m on the 9th so even if you're only going to check in on two of those those are the people you already know from just listening to the podcast here, but there are many, many more. And you're sure to see some of these uh, topics that are going to catch your eye and, and be of interest. So I want to thank Garrett for not only putting this on, but also for you know sharing the opportunity to 
to take part and interact with me. It's been a pleasure, and I really think this is an amazing idea. Oh, thanks, Sean. I'm so glad that you invited me on. But I'm even more grateful that you agreed to be a part of it. You were a little hesitant at first because, you know, as we discussed, musicians don't like talking about what we're talking about. It's uncomfortable. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to stand firm in our value and say, this is what my services cost, or this is how I can structure my offers in a certain way so that people will choose to purchase the one I want them to buy, right? Which is what you're teaching on. It's so important though. And so I'm grateful beyond belief for your involvement. Thanks. I appreciate that. And you know what, just to shed a little bit more light on what I am going to be talking about in case you're wondering, well, what are you talking about price psychology? What, what does this even mean? Well, this is something that a lot of other industries, you know, the marketing people who work in these industries, they take for granted that they do this every day. And you take for granted that you deal with these issues day to day and that they influence your buying decisions, right? But for some reason for musicians, when we start talking about any kind of marketing or this kind of thing towards music, you see it as a gimmick or selling out and nothing could be further from the truth. I think the quote that I say at the beginning of the episode is something like, I want you to take your art and this kind of marketing skills and and see them as one entity and kind of move forward together, right? One of the things I'll be talking about just as an example is uh, something called price anchoring. And this is basically when you go to sit down at a restaurant and you look on the menu and they've got something like that big team platter and at $65, let's say, it looks like it feeds 10 people. Everyone looks at that and, and kind of smiles and goes, oh, wow, that, that's huge. And then they just look at the menu. What they don't realize is that high price, that large item has influenced the way they see the rest of the prices on the page. So now you're more likely to pay, scientifically speaking, let's say $17 for a cheeseburger combo than you would be to pay 15 This really influences your mind. And you can, I talk about some strategies to try and work these sort of things into, um, into your music. And the example I give is maybe making a little music wedding business, but this works whether you're making a studio. And contrary to your beliefs as a musician, this is not gimmicky. This is not a waste of time. This is not optional. <laughs> these kind of things, you have to think about them and how you position yourself in the market and how you're going to charge for your business. Yeah. If you're not selling anything, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. Businesses are about helping people achieve what they want, what they need, what they deserve. And we are in music because we love it, but we teach well because we love it, but more because someone came to us and said, Oh, I want to know what you know. And so you're offering the service, you're delivering a desire, you're helping them fulfill their dream. And Using your price psychology, you can structure your group classes, your online classes, your in-person lessons, all of it in a certain way so that you can make the biggest impact while also making the biggest difference to your bottom line. And this isn't about being greedy. It's about serving others first. But if you don't value yourself and price yourself right, you're undervaluing your work and you you get into that in your lesson so much. So people should just come to watch yours anyway. <laughs> I hope it really helps people. And I do hope that people take it to heart. And if it's not your thing, that's okay. But you have to note that just like Garrett said, if you're not willing to charge and charge appropriately, um, there does come a point where it is a question of whether or not it's a, 
it's kind of more of a hobby or a business, right? And one of the challenges though, and I was going to ask if this is addressed anywhere in the conference, because I haven't seen all the upcoming episodes, although I do try to tune in for as many as I can. What kind of ways do you think this will help people moving forward post pandemic here? And what about, like we talk about pricing things accordingly, but what if there is no or seemingly no audience to purchase the activities? What then? I think this is the best way to set yourself up so that you can ride out storms like the pandemic. If it were to continue through the rest of the year, or if another one were to come again, coming back to where, what I said a few minutes ago, you can think strategically in creating multiple streams of income so that if one source of income goes away, you're not stuck up a creek without a paddle. And when you run your own business and when you're your own boss, you have so much more control over what this is going to look like. You're not dependent on someone saying, I need you to do this or that. But that's also closely related to having someone to serve. And your second question is, what if there's no one there to get what what I'm offering? That's a really complex question, Sean. And part of it goes back to making sure you're serving the audience and giving them what they want or need. And if you're creating something that no one's buying, then you might just be creating a passion project, which is valuable in and of itself. But when I work with composers and they complain that no one's buying their music or they want to write for, you know, uh, kazoo quintet and whatever kind of lovely chamber music they fell in love with at graduate school. That's great. But how many people are going to buy a ticket for that? You know, people experience music for so many different reasons, but you also have to look at the market and say, is what I'm offering attractive? Are there people who want to spend money on what I'm putting out in the world? And so that kind of gets into the audience question there. Well, I think that's a good point. It reminds me actually of one thing I remember learning one time, which was uh, during the Great Depression, I think there was only two industries which didn't seriously suffer. One was uh, film and the other was music, like record sales. It, it didn't seem to matter how poor people were. They could always find, you know, five cents to go to a movie and, and take in a little bit of getaway time from the, the life. I think that if we frame things right going forward as musicians, we can find a way to still reach people and even monetize that. I mean, I've seen many clarinetists recently start up their own clarinet YouTube channels, and uh, they've gone an amazing way within only this one year. And these are the people who are seeing opportunity in this time instead of just kind of sitting, what's the word, sitting on their laurels or... Anyway, no, I think that this is such a great thing you're putting on here. And uh, I really can't wait to tune into some of these presentations. And I definitely encourage everyone here listening to the podcast today to check it out. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Please follow the link that Sean's going to give you and come and experience it. You can get all of this content for free. I'm, I'm not kidding. If you just want it for long-term though and to keep coming back, then you can get that VIP pass. But there's something that you can get here that will that has the potential to change your life, change your business. And I want to see you succeed because a rising tide lifts all boats. And the better we do as an industry thinking through these business topics, the better it is for all of us and for our art because then we're not undervaluing ourselves or our colleagues and, and we're not thinking that it's a zero-sum game or there's only so many pieces in the pie. We can create so much abundance and value in the world. And people need music right now more than ever. 
but we have to find a way to deliver it that is going to not just give them what they want, but support us in our work too. I love it. Well, Garrett, that was great. Thank you so much for coming on today. You can check out a link to register for free for this summit at clarinet.com slash music summit, all one word. That's clarinet.com slash music summit. So thank you so much, Garrett, for coming on the show. I look forward to the conference on Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to the Clarinet Podcast. Don't forget that it's Listener Appreciation Month and you can enter to win a Bakun Protégé Clarinet at clarinet.com slash enter. And also, of course, to check out the summit, you can go to clarinet.com slash music summit. And as always, show notes for today's episode are available at clarinet.com slash 148. If you did enjoy the show, please be sure to tell your clarinet friends all about it and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you listened all the way to the end, thank you so much. You might be interested in the Patreon version of the show, which is ad-free and has extended versions sometimes. I especially want to thank those contributing more than $10 a month. We've got Robert W., Kathy W., Diane D., Carrie D., Luke J., April J, Jason S, Glenn K, David S, Andrew M, William L, Miguel D, Debbie A, Patty S, Josh N, and Karen D. Thank you so much all for supporting the show at such a high level. It's really allowed me to take it to the next level. If you're interested in this, you can check it out again at clarinet.com slash subscribe. Of course, I'd also like to thank our sponsors. You can take your playing to the next level with Bakun Musical Services. With 14-day trials, free shipping on eligible orders, and expert advice, you can be sure you're making the best choice for your musical needs. For Canadian customers, be sure to check out also the new store that allows you to pay in Canadian dollars. And for everyone else listening, you can save 10% on your next clarinet, accessory, mouthpiece, barrel, bell, any purchase at bakunmusical.com with code clarinet at checkout. That's code clarinet at bakunmusical.com. Imagine a read that lets you focus on your music, lasts for months instead of days, and even saves you money in the long run. It's all possible with Legere Reads, the world's leading synthetic read brand made right here in Canada. The European cut read is preferred by Legere artists all over the world, including Eddie Daniels, David Schifrin, Corrado Giuffredi, and many others. It offers a warm, clean sound with great ease of articulation and is now available for B-flat, bass, and E-flat clarinet. Learn more at your local music store or at Legere.com. That's L-E-G-E-R-E dot com. Thanks so much for listening again, and I look forward to seeing you next time on the Clarinet Podcast, the show for clarinetists.